Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of... Not Fighting. And I'm Tyler Bishop, and that makes her... Jenna Bishop. And I promise we won't, like, coordinate weird intros or anything like that in the future. That wasn't coordinated, but it just, it felt weird. We, uh, I don't know. It's whatever. We, we've, we've, we've tried to eliminate things that suck from the show, like stuff that doesn't make sense. Um, like weird intros and outros. You and, over-explaining what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you can't tell. <laughs> so, in the last episode, we talked a little bit about the people that uh, the, the, the people that you'll see at a tournament. And yeah. we focused on the people on the mats and some of the people yeah, that like are the worst. More competitors. Yeah. 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 The competitors, obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, you know, one of the things I've seen from the first two episodes we've we've released already is uh-huh. people are like, "Oh no, I'm that person," because in some <laughs> cases we've talked about like yeah. people wearing certain geese or doing uh. certain things as training partners, and I think it's fair to preface it with like we're all sort of these people oh, at different yeah. times, yeah, to different degrees, I guess. Yeah this this one maybe not, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in the past too, and it's like, um, even if you're that person, like maybe it's not a bad thing, or maybe it's a wake up call. Be yeah. better. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's part of it too. Is like you kind of start out maybe as one of those one of those people, and then over yeah. time you're like, oh wait, like I, my first couple jujitsu classes, I wore my pants backwards. Like I didn't know <laughs> how to tie them. I forgot. I forgot about that. Also, yeah, I think that you probably were probably one of the. Um, I said probably too many times, but uh, you were one of those people when you first started, like the kind of the douchiest of them all uh, in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, a year into your jujitsu journey, I started training and kind of like forced you to not be a douche. Fair enough. I think that's <laughs> fair. Um, uh, it's funny. I, uh, I originally started because I wanted to do MMA, which I yeah. eventually started doing, but I actually didn't do MMA initially because I was afraid that people would think I was a douchebag for starting jiu-jitsu to do MMA. So yeah. I just trained jiu-jitsu for like six months, which actually ended up being like, that's what I recommend. Like yeah. if you're going to do MMA, like just train jiu-jitsu for a little while first. So at least like you don't suck at something. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you should probably do something aside from, I don't know. I think it's different though. Like if you go to MMA school, they kind of have like a little bit of everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's de- yeah. De- definitely times are different now than they were uh, over a decade ago. Jeez. But also, when you uh, in the in rural Missouri too, like yeah. there's not a lot of or not rural Missouri. You we weren't there, but like just in Missouri, there's not as many when options. I, when I did my very first MMA fight, they when they were giving me my opponent, they were like, uh, "Do you want to fight this guy?" and they were they were telling me they were like he says jujitsu doesn't work on him and I was like oh great that means yes, he's never yes please tra- let me do this guy let me <laughs> like, let me fight never this one never jujitsu then because <laughs> if you train jujitsu for a day you're like oh no it, it works on everybody yes <laughs> so yes. we want to talk we want to split this episode kind of in two and we want to talk about basically the people off the mat so people that you'll yeah. see at a jujitsu competition that um basically are not competitors and. Uh, I feel like the first place that we're going to start like could almost have its own episode. Yeah, I mean, parents. Like, let's just talk about parents. So, you know, as a kid's instructor and um, somebody who has done reft a lot of kids... Done reft a lot. Done reft a lot of matches. (laughs) I didn't mean it like that. No, I just... I changed what I was going to say mid. I'm not that 
country. That's you. That's okay. True. <laughs> okay. But no, as like somebody who has repped a lot of kids matches, um, man, the parents can be bad. And I think this goes for all sports, but we're just going to talk about, you know, how things that we've experienced and seen with parents. Um, there are always parents at a competition yelling and screaming and trying to coach their kids. Um, but they've never trained a day in their life. And they, and and they, they do not understand jujitsu. They don't know the rules. They don't know anything about it. They probably don't even stay and watch their kids train. You know, like, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt if you're a parent that watches. So, like, you're hearing my instruction or whatever while I'm teaching your kids. But then, like, these parents, like, they're not staying and watching their kid unless they, or they might be the, the parent that stays and watches their kid and then records every sparring match they have at, in at the academy and then has to like yell at them or like post it like on you know we ha- i mean i've had to like tell parents to stop recording their kids because they would post stuff it's like this is training and like you're trying to like post like your kid in training like arm riding this other kid my kid is pretty <laughs> much the michael phelps of jiu-jitsu so yes the- and yeah the parents like they they love to like live through you know their children like everything that they they didn't accomplish they're trying to get their child to accomplish so they're just super hard on their kids and you and i were talking about this before when we were talking about this topic and parents and we were basically just saying like you know the the kind of stage mom or soccer mom yeah, or yeah. you know like trophy dad like those those types of like uh, stereotypes they exist in all sports but one of the things that I think makes jiu-jitsu slightly unique and like this a little bit different is in all those other sports like everybody uh, at least in like let's just take an American perspective like mm-hmm. you know a mom might not know anything about football from the same point she's never played football yeah. but she watches football it's fairly intuitive to figure out like he's faster than the other kids like he's doing mm-hmm. good jujitsu in so many different ways like what you look at is counterintuitive to the way that it is yeah and I think that that's where parents really struggle when they like want to like coach their kids or yeah. like they want the coaches to get out of the way so they can like tell them how the it one, is. The, the one of the funniest things that you like, I think it was a parent that you saw. There was something about like the parent like telling him uh, to get off. off oh, yeah, go ahead. Get off, off, get off a defense and get on offense. Just like your kids mounted and like that's the the kid, the parent just screaming at him just to get off a defense and get on offense. It's like you need to be able to like give them better advice than that. Like your kid's losing. And like, the thing <laughs> that, so I was refereeing a match when that happened. Yeah. I was refereeing a kid that was like crying and upset and the kid was clearly outmatched. The other kid was way more skilled and it was obvious. Mm -hmm. and this was rural missouri and like you could tell that the kid that was getting beat his dad was berating him screaming at him and you could tell number one the kid was probably not training at a place where they were getting good instruction and if and let's pretend just for a second they were it it does wouldn't have mattered because the kid just didn't didn't wasn't very athletic wasn't (laughs) like all that competitive like they probably shouldn't have even been competing that day and the dad is like screaming at him and he's screaming, I'm gonna get off a defense and get on offense <laughs> as if that's helpful at all. And the like, kid's how like, does that, yeah, how does that help you? You know, we've all had that, like, uh, 
scenario when you're when you're getting coached and it's just like you're just in a bad way like you're losing like there's not a lot you can do you know and your coach is yelling at you to do something and you're like yeah like i'd love to be able to do that right now but they're not gonna let me that's like the scenario is not gonna allow it like and for me i remember that happening in one time and i like was like looking over at my coach like what should i do and they were just like man, I'm sorry. Like yeah. that was like kind of the look and I was like, yeah, okay. I'm like glad that that was your response too because I felt like there was nothing I could do, you know, in that scenario. But I mean, that's kind of the that's thing. That's good coaching, you know. Somebody's just like, yeah, they're doing a good job. Like I, you don't have much option it, here. As a coach, like oftentimes that's when I'm the most silent, you know, is whenever oh, yeah. you have somebody and they're in a bad way. They're in a yeah. bad, bad spot. You know, like you, you'll give them advice on how to protect themselves, but they know they're in a bad spot. You know they're in a bad spot. And at this point, like, you're just kind of like, you've you've trained, like, you know what to yeah. do. Like, you need to protect yourself and also, you know that. Also, it's like, you don't want to say too much because you don't want, like, their competitor to, like, do, do the, exactly like, what count, tell them that to do. Yeah, like, do all the things that they're trying to, it's like. Because they're clearly not in control yeah, at that point. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do at that point. And that's but. what's frustrating to me sometimes <laughs> about parents is because, they'll be really hard on their kids. And I yeah. think it's one thing if, yeah. you, if you're if you really excited about your kid and then if they lose, you're like, good job. Yeah. You know, like you tried your best, whatever. But it's another thing whenever you're like clearly disappointed and, you know, that, that you know, the reason you've heard that story that I talked about, about the offense, mm-hmm. defense, is oh, because yeah. that particular dad I went up to afterwards and I actually had to tell him like, hey, if I mount you, like, have you ever trained jiu-jitsu before? And he's like, well, no. And then it's like, well, if I mount you, you're not going to be able to get out. You're not going to be able to get off of defense and not on the <laughs> offense because I'm going to keep you mounted. I'm probably going to submit you because you're going to not have the skills to be able to defend against that. And yeah. that's what's frustrating to me sometimes about parents that are hard on their kids. It's like you have no idea how difficult it is no. to get somebody that's better than you off a of mount or the back or something like that. Yeah, or you just mess up that much. But yeah, and then parents like they just like they just shout out the craziest things in in you know, our friends we always talk about this one scenario. It was I don't even think we weren't even there. It was at a tournament and they were Reffing and working this and like the they were like the parent was like hit him with the bulldozer it's like why get him with the what are you talking about like that's not a thing like i don't know they just like shout stuff out that makes no sense it's like it's not helpful you're only like making your kids um more emotional it's it's just like you need to be just if you're a parent like Unless you're a black belt coaching that your child, like you should probably just keep your mouth closed. Like, you know, sit far away. Like I know like my mom, um, hasn't like, she doesn't really do my, uh, come to my jujitsu stuff. Hasn't had opportunity, but I've watched her at my sister's basketball games. And like, sometimes I'm like, woman, like you're going to get kicked out of this game. Okay. Like, <laughs> she, like, it. passed off my niece, like, was holding a baby, passed off the baby to go yell at the referees. Walk down. The coaches and Walk stuff. down to get closer like, to the walk down the, And I'm like, woman, like, you're not making it better for your child. You're only embarrassing them and everyone else that you love. So just, you know, keep it calm. The best thing you can do for your kid is to be this calm, like, like neutral thing. If you start getting worked up, I've seen this with kids, like that even though they're doing a good job or whatever, and then they see their parents like being nervous or anxious or like their parents getting worked up about something, uh, 
it only like makes them like rise to that level. If you can stay calm, which I know it's hard, but if you can at least stay like pretend to be calm, it will help your kid and they'll compete better. Shout out to Pam French. <laughs> Anyways. So, I love you, Mom. I really do. So moving on from parents, I mean, I feel like we could keep going on about all the oh, different yeah. types there's of weird so, things. There's so much with parents. We like have that. a lot, but um, yes. But they're not the only ones giving terrible, terrible advice. Uh, there's a classic, what I would describe as like the terrible advice guy. Yes. And it's usually a blue belt. Probably a blue belt that you train with, just a friend, whatever. And they're always going to be on the sideline trying to shout louder than your coaches and it doesn't matter who your coach is your no, coach no, could, no. your coach could be a gracie it could be uh a famous competitor it could be a famous coach it could yep. be anyone on the planet it could be you could have you a have Hoffa Mendes there like coaching you and this guy is gonna shout over them like thinking that they know better do the armbar from class wednesday <laughs> yes that's like a really good example <laughs> they're just like shouting stuff that like only makes sense to them or shouting stuff that's like they saw on youtube you know it's yeah. not like it's not even from class it's not relevant it's like they watched this thing happen on youtube and now Hit they're gonna the like doom buggy like what the are you talking about it's like what he doesn't know what that is yeah it's like just you know be quiet if people are getting coached by like their coaches just be quiet don't yell louder you know, or unless you're just different. cheering for them. Or yeah, different. That's one thing that I will like, do. I will, I'll give you a pass if you want to yell the same thing. Uh, Black Belt's like, oh, yeah. you know, grab his right sleeve. And they're like, yeah, yeah, grab his right sleeve. Yeah, That's just to thing. make sure like everybody, they're hearing it. Okay, I get that. But if you're just telling him to do something that's different than that, like, come on, man. Like, who who are you? Why? If Why? The, if the Black Shut your like, mouth. If the Black Belt's like, protect his head and you're like, get him in the lockdown. You're like... Like, man, this, this guy just needs to shut up. And Well, there's, like, because, like, this bothers me for real because I there was a scenario where one of our friends was, and it was an MMA, it wasn't even jujitsu, but, like, they changed their strategy that was working for them because some douchebag from the sideline that wasn't their coach yelled something else, and then, like, when they, and they listened, and they did what that guy said, and then they wound up getting losing the match or losing the yeah losing the fight because like they were listening to the wrong person. And it's like sometimes when you're fighting, you don't hear you don't. It's like hard to like discern like who's your coach and who's not. And so it's like if you're just hearing stuff and you might listen to the wrong person, it can really change the outcome. So it's like, do you want that responsibility? Do you want to be like? Like the reason that somebody hates you forever because you caused you lost them that match. I will bitter much, a little bit bitter. <laughs> no, but I, I will say this from coaching lots of people uh, over time and being I would say both a really good coach and a really bad coach yeah. in different like instances. Sometimes really t- really close together for <laughs> both MMA and jujitsu. I yeah. would say like one of the things I'm more cognizant now of than ever is being really particular about what I do say. Yeah, because if you have somebody that's really coachable. Like everything you say might be important, so let's make sure that the stuff that you do say has something meaningful. Has value, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Most of the time, it's like if I don't really like if I, I feel like too. It's like when I'm really, really silent when people are like really, really in control or really, really out of control. Like it's the in between. Like it's a close match, and like you're gonna talk through like the things. But it's like this person just smashing the person. I don't need to say anything. I'm not. I feel like it's just rude like to the other person it's disrespectful just let that person keep going yeah. but if they're if or if my my competitor is just like 
losing really bad they're getting smashed and just like yeah i'm not gonna keep yelling at you and make you feel bad to like you need to keep if they're, doing if they're listening and you know like you're helping them protect themselves from getting submitted that's great but whenever you start saying something to somebody and they're they're it's clearly that the coaching is not taking like taking with yeah. them like you're like get on your right side and they get on their left side you're like all right i'm just gonna like let them figure this out this is yeah a, this is a time to learn yeah it's being a time to learn there is a certain another type of person at a tournament, and uh, whenever they discover something for the first time, I would describe them as the the acai guy. Yeah, person's never been to a tournament that had or had like acai, and then every it's like maybe they spent an entire pay- paycheck on at the acai booth for that weekend, and they have like you can't catch them without acai. I mean, shout out, shout out our friend Sean Woods. I think he might have set a record for acai consumed in a weekend. Like 15 or something. <laughs> if he didn't have acai in his hand, he was in the bathroom. <laughs> it's, uh, it's got it's, a lot more fiber than you think, guys. It's, it's, they're delicious. <laughs> acai bowls, I eat them all the time. They but are delicious. you can tell when somebody discovers them for the very first time. It's, uh, they've got like nine of them and they're usually posting on social media they're like acai the only reason i come whatever like, yep they but, got the t-shirt they got everything yeah they're that guy they're that yes. guy <laughs> or girl or girl oh yeah this is when we say guy we mean all and genders and this next one i would say can be a guy or a girl but i i'm gonna be uh sort of sexist here and say it's almost always uh a female yeah in this situation. yeah it's like when you're it's the significant others it's the girlfriends the wives you know the family members maybe or that are there because they want to support you like they love you they're excited that you're competing but they have no interest in jiu-jitsu they have no interest in being there and they're sitting there bored out of their minds because let's face it watching jiu-jitsu can be really really boring i don't want to do it and i train and i love jiu-jitsu but then it's also like if you don't even know what's going on like why like you you're just like i don't know like this sucks and you just sit there waiting all day like i've commentated some of the greatest matches of all time and i've been so bored oh yeah so bored oh yeah because even good matches are boring for certain well especially if it's 10 minute match like man like like, you sit uh, there and you don't like there's not it's not 10 minutes of excitement uh, it's 10 minutes of like mostly boredom and like 30 seconds of excitement i hope we should start fighting him soon yes so, so it's yeah true. usually those 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 folks it's it, they're usually and you know on their what phones or- for this thank you guys you guys are amazing people and uh we all love you and thanks for your support that's that's what i have to we say understand. and you know shout out to one of the most patient people i'm i'm with the shout outs today that's usually you but like uh the that i think this is like the that has the best attitude and has been like the most positive person and has had to endure this to the worst degree is michelle schrock because i remember she was there she, she had she was there for for nick uh moose truck and abu dhabi and we were all friends we were in abu dhabi and that day you know we weren't even fighting nick had, nick was done and it was you and I fighting that day, and we were supposed to start. You were your division was supposed to start, supposed to start at eleven, um, and then mine was at like one. It's weird that I remember those times, but we showed up an hour early so that Tyler would have prep time or whatever. And then they were running an hour over an hour behind, and then they also the time of his 
that his division was supposed to go, they just decided to take an hour off for like a prayer break or something. And we didn't have like any way of communicating that. And then our friend, because like, because we were friends, like she was there in the stadium waiting for, I don't think, I didn't get done fighting until like five, 7 p.m.? No. Yeah, it was, it was like late. seven. I was gonna say like yeah, 7 like PM. seven o'clock. Because my I was like literally the last person on the match on the mat because like they were running. It was just bad, and it's like we couldn't tell them like yeah, I'm getting ready to go. Not so they're waiting for us. Like they might be going now. Like we didn't know, and like we couldn't even communicate. And she's there, and then like afterward, I'm like I'm so sorry that you had to. And she's like no, like it was great, and she was so positive. And I was just Let like, this just be a PSA no, in no. general that <laughs> the jiu-jitsu tournament is really important to you. The people that you like want to invite there mm-hmm. to like watch you compete realize it's not important to them. And, and in no, all actuality, that was the advice you always give people. I think is superb about just telling people about oh I'm competing. Oh, I just I'd rather not tell people I'm competing. Just take the pressure off of me, and just the less people there watching me, the better. You know, I'd like my teammates, my coaches to be there. And outside of that, like I don't need everybody to know that I'm doing this. Like. I don't need that added stress, that added pressure. I've heard so many people tell me like, oh, man, I'm just I'm just sorry that I let everybody down. It's like, let who down? You didn't let me down. No, you you're not really letting good. people They're down. Like, oh, just my whole family was here watching. It's like, why'd you invite them? Why'd you bring your family? That seems like it made it harder for you. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Yeah. If you stress this out. This is your first that- tournament. <laughs> you were terrible. <laughs> you needed to get off of defense and get on to offense. I was screaming it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are, you know... Those are terrible people, but. And so on the opposite <laughs> side, you have the you basically have the significant other that's like uh, hysterical. Like, it's true. It's true. We've seen them. We've all heard them yelling, crying, like uh, all the things. I don't know what they what what's going on. They don't know what's going on, but they're just screaming the whole time. We got a dog over here that's farting like crazy. <laughs> it's so bad. That's all I could think about too. Man, I thought you were so gonna bad. say something. Man, did he fart? <laughs> I'm gonna let him outside right now. <laughs> he needs to go outside. But speaking of spouses, there is there is one person that you would think would be a spouse or a loved one, and they are in a way almost like an adopted one, and that is what I would describe as the team mom. Yeah, yeah. It's usually and another it's, man. Yeah, just somebody there, and they're they're taking care of everybody. They have snacks. They have everything coordinated. They probably made a printout for, like, when everybody on the team is, like, they're handing it out. Like, guys, 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 let's go, let's go. They're on mat. They're this mat right now. It's like, you know. Mat three, running running 41 minutes early. (laughs) Just just on the schedule, like, everything. They've got, like, a utility belt with, like, Pedialyte and bananas in it. Honey bear. The carrying around foam rollers and, or not, the the hypervolts and all that stuff. It's like a foam roller, stuff. but it's like a disc, and they're like, <laughs> and it's like a foam <laughs> roller, and it's just out, and they can roll out. It's prepared for everything for everyone. <laughs> and you know what? Like I appreciate that. Like as a as a coach, like those people are really nice because like it's hard to keep up with your your competitors and know who's competing and when. So, yeah. And. <laughs> I would say that's one of the more helpful teammates, but there is another type of teammate, and they're not very helpful. Uh, yeah, that teammate that is like hysterical when you're competing, and they're yelling at the refs, and they're super mad because oh, he got screwed. This should have been points. Like, what happened? Why is it not two points? Why is it not two points? Why is it? And then like your coach is like, dude, it's not two points. They're supposed man. to. Like, they're just shaking hands. At the yeah, start. Like, they haven't even started yet. 
that's nothing. Like, why? Why? And it's like, they're like, already irate, like, that rest, that blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, I appreciate where your heart's at. Like, thank you. But, like, just... They're like, how's that not a takedown? They're like, he's mounted. Like, he's in really bad shape. There's yeah, no yeah. points for him. It's, it's and, and, not. It's and, not. And in fact, we're just like really hopeful at this point that he's not embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like always like overly motivated to like just, they're very quick on the draw in terms of like screaming that you should have got points or whatever. And they probably do more harm than good. Because yes, yes. If you're, as, as somebody that has been a referee, there's nothing more annoying whenever you're like, trying to call a match and you have somebody that's like how's that not too and it's like it's not because yeah. nothing's happened yeah like, yeah if anything yeah. you're distracting you're distracting the referees because like they want to explain to you how dumb you are but they also need to pay attention to the match so it's like maybe they're thinking about like man that person is so so stupid and i really want to tell them off right now and tell them how dumb they are but then they were like oh wait what just happened so they forget and they didn't give your guy points when he needed it. But you didn't know that because you don't know the rules. And the other thing is, is like, this person will, like, <laughs> they'll, they'll do that halfway through a match. And they'll be like, oh, crap, Neil's going. And then they'll go, like, watch Neil. Um, I think our dogs are barking, playing too loud. They never play with each other, but they decide to right now. <laughs> it's perfect. And of it's, course. And it's perfect timing, too, because we're about at the end of our show. And yeah. uh, we were just talking about teammates that are overly vocal. Now we have puppies that are overly vocal. Okay. And now they're done. Because they're like, oh, they're done with the podcast? Cool. We're we're done being jerks. (laughs) It's just our puppy. Toast is good. Mm. She is. Wow. They're dogs. Anyways, <laughs> we want to thank everybody for joining another episode of Not Fighting. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, we're going to start doing a thing where uh, different topics that we have, uh, if you follow Jenna or I on social media, um, you can uh, call a voicemail line that we've got set up. Yeah. Uh, we'll either put the number here or uh, I'll look it up right now while Jenna distracts you. I'm not really distracting you with anything. But yeah, if you guys uh, want to add to like your opinion or you're like oh you guys like forgot about this thing like when you're talking about different things um you can call into this like voicemail leave us a message we'll you know play it on air if it's good or just ignore it if it's not so yeah you know all those things just like do it if you feel like doing it do it or like just call in like death threats and stuff like that no like whatever's fun for you it's eight five eight three four five two six two four so eight five eight three four five two six two four you can call in about anything but we'll we'll try to put different uh ideas and questions out there for everybody and if you want to call in and leave us a message we'll talk about it on the show yeah thanks everybody for joining us thank you guys not fighting